Hey queens, kings, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode, one time for a good time. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Grab a cup of coffee, sit back with me, relax with me, because girl, I got some tea, okay? I got some tea for you guys. And I also want to talk about something I truly love today, because I realized after yesterday, I'm going to need him a lot in my life. So, before we start this episode of One Time for a Good Time, let me me make a disclaimer. This episode, I will be talking about religion. I understand religion can be a taboo subject. If religion is not for you, please click off and go to another episode or just skip ahead. So, this is a subject that is deeply, truly important to me. And I really want to share this experience with my followers. And if this is something that is not in your real house, that is completely fine. I will not be pushing religion on anybody. I'm just telling my story and my experience. So like I said, if this is not something for you, or if this is something for you, and it can help somebody, please share it. If it can't help somebody, just go to the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. I'll see you in the episode. Okay, hey guys, welcome back to another episode. One time for a good time and chat. I got some tea, I got the spice, I got the lemonade, I got the Kool-Aid, the tequila, the honey, I got everything. Okay, I need to talk to you guys. I am stressing out. <laughs> um, yeah, I quit my job. I quit my job. And if you saw my last episode of sacrificing your mental health for a job, you would know that I have been struggling with my workplace and with deep thought and talking to my family and sitting down and reflecting with myself, I said, oh, hell no. I said, I really put myself in a place where I was willing to sacrifice my mental health for a low paying job. I said, okay, this is, this is not going to happen. So I text my boss. I say, you're, I got to go. I can't do this. I told him everything that was going on, the problems. And I left it at that. But let me tell you why I'm nervous is because you guys know I want to be entrepreneurial. Y'all, you guys know I want one time for a good time to be something big, to grow. Um, that's my all-time dream is to be entrepreneur, own businesses, you know, have my podcast do good and just help people out in the world. And so currently I'm not getting paid to do this. So it was a very sit down reflecting moment where it was just like you're genuinely not happy you wake up every day depressed because of this job but the only dilemma is this job is paying your bills so what are you going to do are you going to have suicidal thoughts every day or are you going to lose this job and I looked at all the growth I had and I said, I'd be damned if I go back to that, that mindset of being depressed and only seeing darkness and only being sad all my life. So I, I made the decision to quit. It was very hard for me because this was taking a risk. You know what I mean? It was jumping off the cliff and not knowing if you have a parachute or not. Um, and that's why I want to talk about religion today and my experience with religion, because during this time, I'm going to need God with me. <laughs> OK, I'm going to need to walk with God for a little bit 
during this time until I figure out my next route because right now I do not have any stability um and so I'm going to use this time to be with be with my man God and be like hey we have to we have to get through this together um I know not everybody could do or can do what I just did where they can quit their job and sit there and think how they're going to get their next paycheck. I know not everyone can do that, but it's something I truly had to do to, to calm my spirits, to clear my mind. But I thought this correlated with back when I, you know, started finding my spirituality, my religion, where I didn't know what was going to happen learning about God, loving God, trying to have a connection with God. It was just like, hey, this is my last option. I need you. I need to do something new. And religion was an option for me before I went to drastic things. And I feel like that's how it was with my job. It was like my mindset was my last option before I went to drastic things. Um, and so it, it really brought me back into that little girl mindset of me being confused, being lost, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go. And just being like, God, I need you. I don't know how to talk to you, you know, because if you guys don't know for a good eight years, I was an atheist. Um, I was a person, a non-believer. I was a person that despised God because, you know, a lot of people in my family at the time were dying. A lot of people in my family were getting diseases that were uncurable. Um, I had depression, you know what I'm saying? And I was in that mindset of why would God give me this or do this to, to my loved ones if he was real type of thing. So for a very long time, I walked this earth not believing in him, not believing in any type of higher power. Um, and then when I was 16, somebody close, close to me was diagnosed with cancer and my depression was slipping. I knew I was getting to my last straw, my last roots. But I knew I didn't want it to end, but I was getting to that point where that could have been an option. And so I remember one night I got on the floor and I started praying and I said this in another episode before I, I don't remember the episode, but it was the best prayer I, I ever had to this day because it was the first prayer <clears throat> I said to God in eight years. And second, and second, it was the most heartfelt one. This to, to this day, this is how I know God exists and I, because I need a purpose in life. I need something to keep me alive. I need help. I need, you know, et cetera, et cetera. After that prayer, I wiped away my tears. I got back in bed and I pulled up YouTube. This was a normal thing. I watch YouTube all the time before I go to bed. I pulled up YouTube and an ad came up and was like, have you ever thought about self-publishing? I remember skipping the ad just like everybody else. And my subconscious said that was your sign. And I remember I clicked off that YouTube video. I immediately went to Google. I started searching up self-publishing. You know, how do you do it? Is it free? Do you need a degree? Da, 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 da. Like, what is it? Like, what is self-publishing? I don't know what it is. 
Um, how do you write a book? You know, I mean, pages does a book come with? Um, what does a book have to be about? Da da da. And I did every single research I, I needed. And then the next day I woke up, I started writing. And I remember how therapeutic it was for me, how pouring my heart onto a paper felt so amazing and extraordinary. Um, so I did that every day for like 365 days. But I didn't like the idea of having a diary, of writing everything down and just talking to myself. I felt like that was very uh, <laughs> narcissist. So what I did was for each emotion I had, I created a character for it. I gave it a name and I made my characters live my life and figure out their own problems. So within that, I was healing myself, you know, so... If I was angry, I would write the angry character that day. If I was sad, I'll write the sad character today. Happy, you know, da da da. And what people don't know, I have created 14 novels. You know what I'm saying? I have 14 novels. Some of them were published, but I took them all down. So I currently don't have any work out there now. But I have 14 novels. And when I tell people that, they say, oh, my God, congratulations, you wrote 14 novels. Like, that's so crazy. Like, you wrote 14 novels. And when I look at the work I've done, I'm very proud of it, extremely proud that I have the ability to say I wrote 14 novels. But what it is is that I wrote them out of sadness. I wrote them out of healing. Um, I wrote them to save myself. It wasn't like I was a writer, um, like a legit writer and was like, hey, I'm just going to write 14 novels. It was like, no, I was writing to save my life. Um, and that was the first step to me connecting with God. And then, you know, my depression didn't go away. You know, I found a way to deal with it through writing, but you know, it was still depression. It was still there for a couple more years. And then there were things that would happen to me that I knew weren't, that I knew God existed. You know what I'm saying? There there are times where it's like, oh, you meet an old friend in a store. Like, that's a consequence. I mean, I mean, a, a, not a consequence. I'm so sorry. That's a coincidence. Is when you like meet one of your old friends in the store. That's a coincidence. You know what I mean? Oh, I met so-and-so at Walmart. But when there's particular things in your life that you cannot explain, <laughs> like when you literally can't explain, it's like, okay, there's a higher power. Like it's not just me or anybody else on this earth. Like there's something above, regardless if it's the universe or, you know, God or whatever. I knew something bigger than me than than my form than my flesh than my bones my heart everything something was causing this that wasn't just coincidences you know what I'm saying but I didn't know what it was because you know I started picking up the bible and you know you'll read one scripture but the next one would contradict it contradict itself and it's like 
like, you know, like I know something's out there. I can feel it. You know, it's crazy how when I asked for a sign, you actually gave me an answer, you know. So I know something's out there, but this book is very contradictory and it's making me not believe when I'm trying to believe in something. I'm trying to have faith in something. So I pushed away the Bible. I put it to the side and I sat in my room and I just had everything off. I turned off my speakers. I turned off my computer. I turned off my phone. I sat on the floor and I said, what are you? Are you God? Are you here to protect me? You know, I need, I need this guidance right now. You know, at this time in my life, it was literally life or death. It was literally, God, you have to be real or I'm going to be dead type situation. Um, and I remember when I sat there in my room, I felt completely safe. I felt a, a presence come in and walk in and like I felt a presence walk in the door and just be there for me and hold me down. And I remember saying, I said, I don't know what's going on in life. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm stuck. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to act. I don't know what to walk to, which direction to follow. But I do know I want to believe in you. I do know I need your guidance. I need your healing. I need your support. And so I started studying spirituality, you know what I'm saying? Different religions. Um, like I'm talking about Hindu, Taoism, Islam, Christianity, you know, even mythology, uh, Viking Religion. I, I study anything and everything just to resonate with something, to connect with something. And also after a while, it became very interesting to me to see how many people, how many different religions are out there, and how many people study these religions. Um, so it became like a game like, oh, what religion can I find today? Like, how can I find something that resonates with me with a religion I've never even heard of? Um, you know, and then you see what people stand for, what they go by, the rules they go by. And you understand that even though religions are all different, they have this structure to them. It's like, don't kill. Some of them's like pray five times a day. It has this discipline. You know what I mean? A lot of religions kind of have this discipline and path that they can give you to, um, be a better you, you know what I mean? It can, it it stirs you into the right place that you need to be. Um, while also giving you that leniency of doing what you want, but telling you go this way. Um, so that's what I, what I loved. And then, um, what was it last year? I was hanging out with a friend we went to the park, we went back to her house. And this is how I knew. And like I said, if you're a non-believer, you can say this is a coincidence. 
You can say whatever. But this is how I personally knew that there was a higher power and that there are people out here watching me. Spirits out here watching me. Ancestors watching me. We went to the park. We went back to our house. I was supposed to stay her, stay the night at her house. But I promised um, my family that I was going to come back home. So 11 o'clock came around and she was like, hey, girl, you want to stay tonight? And I was like, no, nah, like I can't. Like I promised my family I'll be back home. And she's like, okay, cool. She was like, I'm going to go to my cousin's house. But she was like, I'll drop you off before I go. It was me, her, and and her friend. We were all together. Her and her friend was going to go to her cousin's house while she was taking me to, to um, my house. She drops me off at my house. You know, I'm talking to my family. I get into my night clothes. I'm telling you, not even 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. And I'm thinking she's going to say, hey, you left your jacket, you left something, you left a wallet or whatever in the car. 20 minutes later, she calls me and she, I answer from like, hey girl, what's up? And she's crying, bawling her eyes out. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she said, we got in a car accident. And I remember my heart dropped. Because I wasn't supposed to come home. I was supposed to be in the car with them to go to her cousin's house. Her car was totaled. And I remember, you know, I calmed her down. You know, I asked her what hospital she was in. But because of COVID and because of me not being a family member, it was no point of me going there to her and just being able to sit in the waiting room. So I, you know, I kept constantly texting her. But I remember when we got off the phone together, I sat down and I said, oh my God, you're real. You really are real. And I started bawling my eyes out because you could say that was a coincidence. But me being young, you would think I'd be like, oh, girl, I'll stay tonight. We're going to go over to your cousin's house. We're going to party. We're going to have a good time. But for me to say, go just go home. Just go home. I truly think that was God telling me, go home. Something bad is going to happen tonight. And I remember thinking, ooh, like, I don't really want to go over there because I don't really know a cousin like that. Da, da, da. Like, I don't know who's going to be over there. But I realized me having all those thoughts was telling me just go home. I could have been that 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 teenage girl saying, girl, we're going we gonna to party. We're going to get fucked up. We're going to have a good time. But I was like, no, I'm going to go go home. I'm just going to go go to sleep. I'm tired. 20 minutes later, she got in a car accident. Luckily, she is fine. The guy in the car with her was fine. But that was a moment that solidified that, who I got angels. I got ancestors protecting me. The moment I started walking with as if God was in the room, as if people were protecting me, I walked with more confidence. I walked with love. I walked with happiness. I walked with the peace of mind. Um, if you don't know me, I talk to myself a lot. 
Um, you could say it's weird. I don't care. But I talk to God a lot. And I express my feelings to him. And I ask him. And I try not as a human being to be selfish. You know, we all have dreams, goals, things we want to accomplish. But I try not to make our conversations me, 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 me. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying not to always be like, hey, God, can you help me with this? Hey, God, can you help me with this? Hey, God, I want this. And I take those times out of my day and say, hey, God, how you doing? You stressed out today? Did you did you get a lot of prayers done today? How's the ancestors doing? How are y'all feeling up there? Everybody doing all good? Doing good? And I'm not going to say I sit here and hear answers. I don't. I don't hear answers. So that's why. I understand why there's non-believers and believers, you know, coming from being an atheist for eight years and not believing in the higher power to becoming a extreme believer. I understand when somebody will come up to me and try to battle my thoughts and be like, you can't see God. But let me tell you something. You can't see oxygen either, but it's saving you. Let's think about that. We can't see God, but we can't see oxygen, but we know we need that motherfucker to, to breathe and live and survive. Like I said, I'm not trying to push anything on anybody. You know, I had to find God within myself on my own terms. But I understand how you could be like, oh, people study this Bible, but they never seen the person. I understand. I completely understand that. Or. If God was real, why does cancer exist? Why does this exist? Why do this happen to this people? Or why did this person die? God, you know, exists. I, I've had these questions come to my mind every single time. Even the, the most strongest believers out there. I'm talking about believers that feel way more wholeheartedly about religion than me have these questions. Everybody in their life questions religion regardless at what time you are regardless if you were raised in the church from day one to the day you die everybody has sat down and be like is god really real is oxygen real yes it is now you don't have to believe me but just because you can't see oxygen don't mean it's not there you understand what i'm saying i i can't see my ancestors i can't see the the guardian angels that are around me i can't even see god but i feel them i know that when i pray to them i know that when i put my whole heart into them i feel better as a person now i don't know when i die if there's going to be a heaven i don't know i don't know if when i die it's just going to be like I go to sleep and nothing happens. I don't know because I never died before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never died before. But I'm not afraid of dying now because I finally have people to go to when that action happens. When it's time for everything to end and it's time for me to go, I have people to go to. You understand what I'm saying? And what I love about religion or spirituality 
is that it gives you hope. Nobody knows if there's an afterlife. Nobody knows if there's something above. But it gives me hope that there are people watching me, protecting me, believing in me, pushing me forward to do amazing things. Even those days when I don't believe in myself. And that's why I go to religion. That's why I go to spirituality. Because during the darkest of days, during my darkest of days, I never went to God. During my saddest moments in life, I never went to God. I despised him. The moment I let him in, the moment I talked to him, the moment I asked for forgiveness, the moment I sat down with him and told him how sorry I was for talking bad to him for all those years, despising him all those years, my life became better. Now you can sit here and say, no, you made your life better. And I probably did. I probably did. But I know the moment I started believing in God, everything felt better. My family's health became better. My Our bank accounts became better. Our lives became better. My house that I live in currently right now, the place that I'm sitting in as I'm talking to you, is a physical representation that God is real. Let me tell you the story of this place that I live in. The house that I lived in before, it got brought out. We had that weekend to get out. I remember this. It was a Monday and we had that Saturday to be out. We were stressed. We didn't know where we were going to go. We couldn't find anywhere to live. We were, it got to the point where we started to look at hotels to find rooms, to find a place to live until we could find an actual home. That Wednesday, my family member was driving down the road and somebody put out a sign that says house for rent. That family member took a U-turn, went to go see the house. It was this house that we live in. That family member saw that this was a beautiful house, extraordinary house, but there was no way the owner would let us rent. That family member told us. To, I mean, told the the owner our struggles. Hey, Wednesday, and we have to Saturday to get out. I need this place. I need somewhere to live. We're about to be homeless. The owner felt sympathy for us and gave us a chance and was like, you can live here. Just pay your rent and it's fine. We won't bother you. That was five years ago. That was five years ago. And I'm still living in that same house that God gave us. You understand what I'm saying? Because I truly believe that that owner had every reason to say, no, this is not going to be a perfect fit. I'm sorry for your for your loss. I'm sorry for your struggles. Go ahead. But I think God gave that owner the sympathy and said, give these people a chance. Give these people a place to live. I remember that family member coming home and crying, breaking down in tears, saying we have a place to live, a place to call home again. And so when I speak in my episodes of One Time for a Good Time and say I am blessed, 
I am loved. I am extremely grateful. I am. Because five years ago, if that owner of this house did not believe in our ability to pay the rent, didn't believe in our ability to take care of the upkeep of this house, we would not have it. And we would have probably been in a hotel somewhere. But that wasn't the case. I have many more. You know what? Let me let me tell you another story. I don't think I ever said this story on the podcast. You know how I said that car accident was the first representation that God was real. That was a lie. This was the this was the actual first time I knew somebody was looking out for me. Um, this at this time I was still a non-believer, but now that I look back at it and I think about it, this was actually the true first time when I realized there was a higher power. Um, I talk about my depression wholeheartedly on this podcast. I don't care because I'm not in that mindset anymore. I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not sad anymore. So I'm good with talking about it. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I tried to kill myself. The night that happened, I was crying, um, profusely. I'm talking about, I was crying profusely. My mind was racing. My mind was telling me to end it. My mind was saying, you know, just if you kill yourself, it, you know, it'll make the world a better place. Like, it would solve so many issues, like, just do it. And I remember going to the kitchen, and I sat on the floor, and I'm crying, I'm crying. And I grab a knife, and as I'm about to do this this action, the phone rings. And on the call ID, it's my mom. And I remember, like, I dropped the knife, I wiped the tears, I pick up the phone, and she says, Hey, what you doing? Just that. Hey, what you doing? And I remember my heart stopped. My heart stopped because I sat there for that two second period. And I said, how do I tell somebody that I just tried to end my life? So I lied. I said, hey, mom, like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And she said, Okay, honey, like, I'm sorry for um, waking you up. I'll see you tomorrow. I said, I love you. And we hang up the phone. But it was that I'll see you tomorrow that made me put the knife down. Because I realized tomorrow would have been her walking into the house and finding my dead body on the kitchen floor. Would have been her trying to save me. Would have been her calling the police and begging for me to be resuscitated, but knowing it would be too late. Now, I think about that night all the time because my mother could have called at any time of the night. She could have called 20 minutes later. She could have called. She may or could have never called. But she decided to call at that exact time. Why is that? Why is it that she decided to call at the exact time that I was in crisis, that I was about to end it all, that I was about to end my life 
she calls. Now, people can say, well, you know, it's a mother instinct. You know, mothers know when their child is in distress or mothers know when maybe it's time to call their children. That could be true. But why at my very last moments of my life at that time, do I get a call from the mother that I love so dearly? It's God. God did that. God gave her the thought, the idea of let me check on my child. Like I said, you don't have to believe in God, but you have to believe in oxygen. You don't have to believe at all. You look at um, AA, you look at the steps. One of the steps is believe in something bigger than yourself. It doesn't have to be God. It could be Beyonce. It could be a flower. It could be a tree. It could be whatever. But you have to believe in something higher than yourself. I was terrified to quit my job. I was scared. But I had to sit down with God and I had to tell him, hey, I need you. This is the time I'm going to need you the most in my life. This is the time where our bond is going to be the strongest is because I'm going to need you because I no longer am going to get this income. But I do need my peace of mind back. I need my happiness back. And knowing that he will be here for me. It's the best feeling in the world, knowing that I, I am no, out of a job, but I have God as a support system. I have my ancestors as a support system. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be blessed. I know religious is a tab, taboo subject. People don't like talking about it. When it comes to religious things, keep it to yourself. But I want to share this story because God means so much to me, especially during this time where I'm going to need him the most. You know, eight years, I had nothing but discomfort. I had nothing but self-doubt, self-deprecation, hatred for myself. No peace of mind. Then I started to believe in something. And I felt amazing. I felt blessed. I felt extraordinary. I feel good every day. I feel good now. But with coming to believe in God and coming to believe in yourself, you have to take sacrifices. You can't just say, hey, I love God and that's it and everything's going to fix. No, you will have to take sacrifices. You're going to have to give up some things. To be in a friendship, be in a relationship with this man or woman. You can't just say, I love God and I care about God. And not treat him with respect, with love, as a caring person. Everybody loves sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But there are times where you're going to have to give that up to become closer. Sometimes you're going to have to talk to higher spirits with a clear and conscious mind. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you should be able to live life once. You should be able to do whatever you want. 
regardless if it's having sexual relationships with seven people or drinking 35 shots a night. But are you truly happy during those times? You're chasing after temporary happiness. When I go to people and I say I have a peace of mind and that I'm loved and that I'm grateful, I truly mean that. This isn't temporary. This is a lifetime thing. It's easy for somebody to take a shot of alcohol and experience three hours of euphoria. It's easy to have sexual intercourse with somebody and experience a a night worth of love and happiness. It's easy to do drugs and alter your mind for a couple of days. It's easy to do that. But when you are sober and when you are conscious minded and you go to your spirit, you go to your higher power and say, I, I take you and only you. That's a different experience. That's a different love. That's a different high, literally. And that's where I am currently at in my life, where I'm giving everything to my higher power. I'm walking in my faith. I'm believing that he will guide me to the places I need to be. He would take me to the places I need to be and he would protect me in the times I need to be protected. In times where I have no stability, I go to him. In times where I'm I'm happiest, I go to him and I'm happy. If someone was to ask me, are you the happiest when you follow God or when you don't follow him? And I say, I'm the happiest when I follow him. Because not only am I following God, but I'm following guardian angels i'm following ancestors ancestors i'm following a group of people a group of spirits that are willing to love me you don't get that when you're atheist you don't get none of that i have the whole universe behind my back when i was an atheist i didn't have that i didn't have friends that would even follow me or protect me now i have god and his whole clan i'm good I'm blessed. So I just wanted to share my religious experience. (laughs) I wanted to share where my love for God came from, where the spirituality came from, how I came, came from being an atheist for eight years to suddenly loving a man that I didn't believe. It was a hard road. It was hard To unlearn the ignorance of not believing in something. It was hard to think I can believe in something that I can't see. But then when you get to that rock bottom and you get to that point where the only thing left to believe in is the thing you can't see, it becomes very easy. Very easy. So find something that you believe in. It could be Beyonce. A flower, it could be air, or it could be God, or it could be yourself. But believe in something to get you through the days, to get you through the dark times, to get you through the good, the obstacles. Because that's all we need is to believe in something in this world, in this lifetime, to get through the race. So... 
thank you much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of One Time for a Good Time. Please subscribe. If you want to follow me, follow me. My Instagram is Christy underscore Lexis. My other YouTube channel is Christy Archer. Um, this is streaming on all platforms. And thank you so much for just listening to me and tuning into this podcast. And I just want to say, if you are struggling with your religion, if you are struggling with guidance and spirituality, it's going to be okay. Finding my spirituality was probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was the best thing I've ever done. Ask for help. There are many communities out there that are unbiased. You know, do your own research. Do whatever you need to do to find that peace within yourself. And not temporary happiness, but I'm talking about genuine, true peace and tranquility. I promise you it's going to be okay. Everything in your life is going to be okay, even if you're at the muckiest times. I promise. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much again for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.